COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing please become a patreon supporter of the podcast and support us supporting us helps Helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Testing one, two, three. All right, so howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so before we start, um, there's a lot to celebrate. So let's 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 get to it. And now he's back. All right. Um, so, as always, I'm joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. Um, the future of cannabis in New England is very, very rosy. Um, yesterday, Maine 
after voting for legalization in the same election cycle as Massachusetts, after four flipping years, had their first legal sales. For those of you not acquainted with Maine's history, Maine has been doing medical marijuana for as long as the West Coast states have been doing it. They legalized medical in 1999. They are the capital of medical cannabis in, in on the eastern seaboard because of how long they've been doing it, how skilled their caregiver scene is of, of, a, of a confederate a confederacy of, of a lot of small growers where there are some big dispensaries and big cannabis you can go to, but no one really checks for them because um, the caregivers that are women and men provide way better medicine um, as independent caregivers than these big box retailer um, multi-state operated cannabis dispensaries. So Maine is very... You know, the, the heart of their scene um, is run by small growers. Um, whereas in most of the eastern seaboard, you have big chain dispensaries like Trulieve. You have um, Harvest, I believe, or Rise. I'm trying to think what else. Pa- um, Columbia Care. You know, I think John Boehner's um, thing. I forgot, what it's, I forgot what it's called. I think Acreage or whatever. So... Besides Maine, um, all the other East Coast states are run by multi-state organizations that are content with charging an arm and a leg for cannabis, and um, they don't grow it with love or care. So Maine just started legal sales yesterday. I believe there's a couple of stores open, I think like around 10 or so. Um, Don't quote me on that. Um... And um, Vermont just legalized. Um, there were the governor is going to let it become law without a signature. Um, legal um, sales. So Vermont two years ago legalized growing and consuming for all adults over the age of twenty one. Growing, consuming, and gifting, but they did not set up a marketplace for people to acquire their cannabis but um the vermont legislature whipped up a bill um it has a lot of tyranny in it because their governor phil scott is like every other republican he hates cannabis and thinks his alcohol and and cigar are better than 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 cannabis and that cannabis is for people in their 20s and in college and real adults don't do it anymore and I'm, I'm morally superior to you when I drink my alcohol and my um and smoke my cigar I'm morally superior to you because I do the real adult drug um that's that's the mindset he's got and um but um he 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 pushed for a lot of tyranny in the law like there's like um like cops can like do like um what's the name saliva testing and stuff um, there's a lot of, of, of problems with that bill, but I'm not I'm not ever going to be one of those people that's going to tell you, oh, this cannabis bill is imperfect. Vote no on it. Punt. Hope you get another one in two to four years. No, I I, I think that's very, very stupid baby brain stuff. And um, although Vermont's bill is not perfect, a lot of more people are going to have access. Um, and, and here's why. Um, 
Alright, let's get to it. Bear with me one moment. Let me one sec. All right. Okay. So, um, it's back. It is back. Um, so I updated this chart that we, we went over a couple weeks ago. Um, so I just found out the Connecticut has tethering. Um, so that makes Vermont's legal sales all the more important because Vermont has tethering, New Hampshire has tethering, and Connecticut and, and, and Delaware do. But for the sake of this episode, we're going to focus on, on Connecticut. Um, Massachusetts is on top of Connecticut. So people can go to Massachusetts to shop around at the adult-use dispensaries, which is good. Um, Rhode Island takes out-of-state cards, too. So, again, people have options in Connecticut, but people are going to have even more options because Vermont's going to legalize sales. Um, the dispensaries are not going to open in Vermont for quite some time, but um, the fact that people in Connecticut have Massachusetts as an option, they have Maine as an option now, they have Rhode Island as an option... Um, imagine being tethered to one CVS. So if you go and visit family across the country, um, because you're tethered to one CVS, you have to call that CVS, um, a, a, a while ahead of time. You have to arrange to designate them as their dispenser. Like imagine that was the case instead of your doctor just calling the pharmacy across the country and then transferring your prescription for your vacation or whatever. I mean, imagine if it were the case that your prescriptions were treated like how cannabis is and how some states can tether you to one place. And then you have to call them, hope they can, hope they can change your designated place within that business day so you can go and pick up your medicine like um, again i've talked to people in, in tethered states and it's it's, it's ridiculous it really is um so again i'm correcting the record i just learned that connecticut they've got tethering um so i'm gonna talk to you a little bit about their about what they do and then um we'll read about vermont's um legalization or their legalization of sales more or less right just give, give me one sec all right so i had started a thread um, in the in the Connecticut cannabis subreddit, asking about this, and I'm very thankful that I got a response. So I'm gonna read that response to you guys. And um, again, I mean, I'm gonna do a, another episode on this, or not not this specific topic, but um, but okay. So 
we're all going to be voting November 3rd throughout the country. And um, even if you live in a state that has medical ready or you live in a state that wants to legalize adult use or you or your state doesn't have medical and you want your state to have medical, cannabis is going to be on the ballot in some form or another throughout these states. And even the states where adult use or medical isn't. Um, you're going to have politicians that um, were stalling cannabis bills in committee that are up for re-election or are up to get voted out. Um, and one way that you can make sure you have politicians that are in your pocket with cannabis is vetting these candidates like ask like ask going to their email going to their twitter you know asking them their position on canvas what's your position on medical marijuana what's your position on decrim what's your position on um what's your position on expungement you know what's your position on cbd and hemp farming cbd and hemp will generate a lot new a lot more new jobs and a lot more um new new um opportunities for people what are, what's i'm just curious what your position on that is and i i really feel that that can go a long way um just just asking what where they stand on it and and you know if if they're not going to vote the way you want um you can kick them out if they're they're evasive about um cannabis you can you can show them the door you know um and i hope a lot of you guys do that but um e even in connecticut um where ned lamont who who ran on on legalizing cannabis kept you know you know before this pandemic kept, he kept saying oh i want to make it legal but then he kept giving these mixed messages as saying oh well this isn't a priority this we have bigger things to worry about i want it legal but don't worry about it you know it could wait we'll take our time yada 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 just like every other boomer but um but all these holdouts that that are stalling cannabis bills in Connecticut, they can be voted out. They can be voted out. Um, they can be voted out throughout the country, too. But um, here's the response we got when we asked about tethering. As far as I know, there have been no bills introduced to the CGA to fix tethering. It is unfortunate. Connecticut's program is way too restrictive. As far as tethering, CGA would need to amend, I believe. Contact your rep and senator. Again, you're going to be voting to re-elect many of these reps and senators. Heck, you may be even get to vote out anti-cannabis reps and senators and, and, and be able to remedy this problem. So, again, cannabis is on the ballot in all 50 states in one form or another. Whether it's voting out obstructionists in your government or... Um, voting out, voting in people that are in favor of of, of the plant and and the people that use said plant. Contact your rep and senator. I'll do the same on my end. What other issues do you have with Connecticut's program? Some gripes that I have: no homegrown or ability to grow for other patients. Rhode allows this via caregiver aspect. Out-of-state cards not recognized. Patient registration fees. Wholesale tax between cultivator and dispensary. I don't think Connecticut taxes other pharmaceuticals. Driving up price 
not enough dispensaries. Some people have to travel pretty far. Connecticut changes strain names, making research annoying. And we went over that in a previous episode. So we're going to talk about Vermont's, um, the Vermont governor's approval of legal sales, and then we'll close out the episode. Vermont governor allows marijuana sales legalization bill to take effect without his signature. Kyle, written by Kyle Yeager. I can't really see right now. The governor of Vermont announced on Wednesday that he will allow a bill to legalize marijuana sales in the state to take effect without his signature. He also signed separate legislation to automate expungements for prior cannabis convictions. For Vermont legalized personal possession of up to one ounce and cultivation of up to two plants for adults in 2018, retail sales have remained prohibited. But now with Governor Phil Scott Republican decision to not veto the new cannabis commercialization bill, a tax and regulate system will finally be implemented. Differing versions of the marijuana sales proposal pass each chamber before being reconciled into a bicameral conference committee last month. The legislature then approved the finalized proposal and sent it to Scott's desk. The governor had been noncommittal about his plans for legalization, even up until the day before the signature deadline, and had hinted that he was considering vetoing the bill. But he ultimately gave his legal cannabis supporters a win by deciding not to block the reform. In the conference committee, legislatures would facetiously worked facetiously to ensure that Scott's stated concerns about policy change were largely addressed. These issues primarily related to impaired driving. Again, that's a red herring that these conservatives and these anti-cannabis boomers throw out. Oh my God, people are going to dry high like crazy. Road place safety. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they 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 think nothing of 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 cracking down on 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 people driving drunk, which actually does, which actually does happen by the hundreds and thousands um, per year in this United States. Yet they think that that's the better drug because it is um, because it, it's legal. Um, it's been a part of the cultural glue since the beginning, and you know. You know, it's 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 the drug that productive white people do, and and cannabis, it's for the minorities and the Browns to 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 racially mix and and, and ruin our, our quaint little state or town or whatever. Again, a lot of these politicians, they 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 will just say that oh, we're concerned about we're we're concerned about highway safety, or you know, we're concerned about access about the message of sense of children. They'll say that, but their real reasons are what Henry Aslinger and what Nixon say is because they want to they want to defang the left and they want to defang black people and, and people of color that's that's the whole purpose of league of 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 drug um the drug war and, and the prohibition of this plant but again they know that it would be too gauche and be too unacceptable to say oh well 
we don't want the wrong kinds of people coming into the state. We know it'd be too brazen and it'd be too, they'd be giving away the game if they said that outright. So you have even politicians like this moderate Republican governor of, of Vermont saying, oh, I'm so concerned about highway safety. Vermont has among the lowest highway fatality numbers. And Vermont is one of the biggest consumers of cannabis in the country up there with the West state, West Coast states. They love their cannabis in Vermont. So this whole it's going to create a, 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 a gigantic stone driving problem. If, if that was going to be the case, it would have already been the case. But with their numbers as low as it's been and with people consuming cannabis even before it was legal, with their numbers being pretty high as for adults in use on average, again, it's it's a red herring. He, he, he has the same, in my belief, he has the same views of cannabis or the same disdain as every other Republican politician, but again, he knows he can't. He can't outright say that he doesn't want the wrong people coming in because, again, that would be it would be too xenophobic. It would be too you'd be you'd be saying the quiet part out loud. <sighs> but these these conservatives are such hypocrites. Those issues primarily related to impaired driving, taxes, and local control. But after the legislature advanced a final form, Scott threw advocates for a loop, stating that while he appreciated the legislative process that the bill went through, certain racial justice groups had raised concern. No, this guy is a Republican. Republicans do not care about, about racial issues. So this, so this guy was going to use that when he didn't when he didn't give a crap about minorities and all other aspects in Vermont. This guy is going to be oh. Well, I'm, I'm concerned about the racial the, the racial justice aspects. No, if you were concerned about that, that you would have brought that up when this bill was being negotiated. But now he's weaponizing that because he himself does not like cannabis. Ugh, these 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 hypocrites! You got you got to you got to call out their you got to call out their mind games and 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 display it so we can we can defeat we can defeat. Reaver madness. We have to call out this nonsense line by line. We have to. Because otherwise these politicians are going to uh, forget why they got put into office. They got put into office to to meet the agenda of the people, not their own personal twisted agendas. While he appreciated the legislative process that the bill went through, certain racial justice groups had raised concerns with the office about the extent to which the proposal addressed social equality in the cannabis industry for groups historically targeted by the war on drugs. There was some suspicion that the government was going to was using that pushback as a, an excuse to veto S-54. On Tuesday, the day before his deadline to act on the bill, the governor said lawmakers did did move forward in a lot of the areas that I had concern about, but it still isn't exactly what I'd like to see, and there are some shortcomings. In the end, however, he stood out of the way and took no proactive action. However, this there's still more work to be done to ensure health and safety of our kids and the safety of our roadways. We should heed the public health 
and safety lessons of tobacco and alcohol, Scott wrote in a letter to lawmakers announcing his decision. Further, I believe that we are in a pivotal moment in our nation's history that requires us to address systemic racism in our government institutions. We need to take additional steps to ensure equality is a foundational principle in the new market. The concerns with the bill of the communities historically negatively affected by the cannabis enforcement were not meaningfully incorporated in the bill, he said. The governor raised several areas where he feel lawmakers can tweak the legislation in the 2021 session. The law will give existing medical cannabis businesses an unfair head start in the market and market access and over over would be new entrants to the legal industry. He said, arguing that lawmakers should consider to include creating a social equity applicant category for cannabis establishment licenses, as well as a 50% licensing fee waiver for these applicants and additional technical financial assistance. How about you just cut these drug war victims checks? Like, like checks in the millions of dollars to start these businesses. Just the unconditional checks. No loans. Checks. Because, again, this, this is like Copernicus. This is like, this is like a rest. Cannabis prohibition, like I have said often on this podcast, in the, in the, over the two years we've, we've existed, we are going to see putting people in jail. Like 50, 60 years now, we're going to see putting people in jail for cannabis as the same as putting people in jail for believing the the earth revolves around the sun like it is that twisted and we are going to see it as such when 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 time passes in the next few decades because that's that's basically what it is and in the event that the legislature maintains the current integrated licensing structure to make it more equitable revenues from these licenses could be directed to benefit social equity applicants and the communities historically negatively impacted by cannabis enforcement scott wrote he expressed concern about cannabis vaping products marketing that could appeal to youth roadside impaired driving enforcement training for police and the timeline for appointing a new regulatory board as well as the process to which the members could be removed. Finally, Scott said that the 30% cannabis excise tax that has been set aside for substance misuse prevention programs should be allotted by the Commissioner of Health. As passed, the funding would be raided by the legislature and used for unrelated purposes, he wrote. Is It is possible that there are some political calculus involved in the decision to let the bill go into law despite its concerns. As his re-election challenger, which we, had, we, we have endorsed, Governor David Zuckerman, Democrat, is a vocal advocate for legalization and has raised the issue in re recent appearances. Zuckerman stressed in a debate last week 
that while he agrees with the sentiment of more needs to be done to ensure racial justice, an imperfect bill can be improved upon. I say this over and over, and we're going to do a separate episode about this. Like, it's really getting up, it's really grinding my gears when people say that. Oh, let's punt on this. This bill is imperfect. It doesn't have homegrown. It doesn't have X, Y, and Z. Let's punt on it entirely and allow people to continue going, getting thrown in jail for cannabis because it's not it's not to my liking it's not it's not perfect it's not you know it's it's not like everything every little thing that i want is not there so i'm going to take my ball and go home like that's 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 something only white privileged people can do because the, we know the war on drugs is a war on on black and brown people and saying that we should just punt and continue to allow prohibition so your perfect bill can be put into place is going to have collateral damage on lots of black and brown lives. I cannot stand when people say that, oh, we need a punt on this bill because, or we need to strike that bill down, or we need to vote no on legalization because this bill sucks. You may not get another one if you do that. Oh, man. An imperfect bill can be improved upon, and the legislature has plenty of time to finesse the details before legal cannabis sales launch. He also noted that a separate legislation providing for automatic expungements of prior cannabis convictions, which sought signed on Wednesday, could complement the restorative justice provisions of a tax and regulate bill. The, co the coalition of Vermont civil rights and criminal justice reform groups included the state's ACLU chapter released a statement on Sunday that says while he shared concerns about the limitations of social equity components in the marijuana commerce bill, they felt that they could be built upon and he wanted the governor to sign it. This has been top priority for the majority in the legislature for four years, but the work is not complete, Scott said on Wednesday. They must ensure that equity ensure equity in this new policy and prevent their priority from becoming public health problem for current and future generations. Legalization advocates celebrate the fact that another state system of regulated cannabis sales is set to come online. And again, this is going to be a godsend for the people of New Hampshire, the people of Connecticut, um, and the people of Vermont that lived in tethered medical marijuana states. They're going to have more choice and more variety, and they could shop around like any other... Um, like any other medicine, like if 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 CVS is gonna price gouge me on a med medication, I I have no qualms of, of going to Walmart, and I just have to call my doctor to transfer it. And it should it should be like any other thing, like if like I lived, I went to I went to college in the other end of my state. When I would come home for vacation, I just had to give my doctor a call to transfer it back when I would come home during the summer. This should be no different. It is great to learn that Vermont will finally move forward with a plan to replace prohibition with sensible regulation. Matt Simon of New England of New Eng the New England political director of the Marijuana Policy Project told Marijuana Moment. Legislatures bent over backwards to address Governor Phil Scott's concerns throughout the process, and it is clear that these difficult compromises weren't made in vain. Much work remains to create a responsible and equitable cannabis industry in Vermont, but now that S. 
5-4 has passed. The state is definitely on the right track, he said. State Attorney General TJ Donovan said in Twitter on a post that the new bill brings good governance and common sense to Vermont's cannabis law. It will provide revenue to fund protections for consumers, education programs, and and safety measures. Under the Tax and Regulate Bill, a new Cannabis Control Commission will be responsible for issuing licenses for retailers, growers, wholesalers, and labs. The body will also take over regulation of the state's existing medical cannabis industry from the Department of Public Safety. A 30% THC limit can be improved will be imposed on the cannabis flower while oils can contain up to 60% THC. Flavor vape cartridges will be banned. Local jurisdictions will have to proactively opt in to allow marijuana businesses to operate in their area. Municipalities will also be able to establish their own regulations and municipal licensing adjustments. A timeline or requirement excuse me the t- the timeline for legislate legislation states that it will formally take effect on october 1st 2020 but regulators will then have to make a series of determinations about rules and licensing before retail sales were launched dispensary li- licenses will have to be issued on or before 2022 so again this is still a while away man but again this is still historic a fiscal analysis on the bill projects that vermont will generate between 13 million and 24.2 million in annual cannabis revenue for the fiscal year 2025 licensing fees will lead to additional funds in the state but the regulatory board created by the legislation will set those levels at a later date. For now, the Joint Fiscal Office estimates that the fees could lead to another 650000 in revenue every year. Municip- municipalities hosting marijuana businesses will also be able to levy local fees. The separate engage- expungement bill will make it so those with convictions for marijuana possession for up to two ounces four more plants and eight immature plants prior to january 2021 would would have their records automatically cleared those who receive expungements would be notified by mail the governor had vetoed an earlier version of a non-commercial bill in 2018 before negotiating changes with lawmakers that made him comfortable with signing a revised form of the legislation. All right. So end of article. So it's, it's going to be a, a ways away before people can actually go to these dispensaries. But the fact that the people of Connecticut, Vermont, and New Hampshire can now go to both Massachusetts and mean to shop around for products for medical marijuana products it's it's, it's great it's, it's 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 a good thing and they'll have vermont hopefully in the next year or two to go to as always i can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as itunes Castbox, stitcher 
TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play Store, other platforms like it. On Twitter, you can find me at IC Sativa Pod. On Instagram, I am Cannabis Sativa. And if you want to become a Patreon and support this podcast, you can do so for as little as one buck a month. And that link is bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. If you want to join our Discord community, which continues to grow, it's discord.gg slash 65TG2NR. And as always, everyone, stay Medicaid, my friends, and free Julian Assange. Peace. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.